Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues from dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out. Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. Tammy and Scott. Good evening, Carvin. Good evening. Oh my goodness. If you could see Tammy and Scott, they're both each sitting in sort of a dark room with just a light shining at their face. And it's Please. a little disturbing. <laughs> That's what happens when you are in hotel rooms and we don't have good lighting and we are doing zoom calls. And so it is really like good lighting is important. <laughs> True. So Carmen, what is on the agenda tonight? What are we talking about? You may remember that last week we kicked off a series called yes. jerks at work. Love that. So this week I would like to talk about the people at work who come to you as a leader really want to point fingers at other people. I'm going to call them Tattletale Tasha's and Timothy's. The people who think you really need to know what's going on with somebody else in the organization. And sometimes you need to know that. And sometimes you don't need to know that. And I've always struggled a little bit as a leader. How do I take that information and if I'm going to do something with it, how do I make it not a he said, she said? All I can think about is it's not really Tattletale Tasha's and Timothy's. It's Brown Nose Betty's and Ben's. <laughs> That's well, the subhead for this. In and try to like make your boss like you by telling them all the ills of everybody else, right? Um, but I'm sure there are also people that are doing that with positive intention, <laughs> that they're trying to make sure that you're in the know. So if I take it from that direction, right? Scott, That's how- a really nice of you because my immediate thought is they apparently don't have enough to do. If they have time to worry about what everyone else is doing, they need more work. Oh, you are cracking me up, Scott. <laughs> that is an awesome perspective. <laughs> There's this piece I think of immediately, is it your monkey? And so set aside, we're not talking about something egregious like embezzlement and stealing. Okay, yeah, there's a different harassment. There's things like that, that as a leader, you have an obligation to take care of. Okay. Well, and I want staff to tell me. I do absolutely want. A major issue. And even, you know, there's a place where they should be talking about stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It is hurting the organization, the team, our customers, whatever that is. And when most people come and ask us this question, it isn't that. It's these subtle things that sometimes they might even be important. Hey, so-and-so isn't getting this work to me. I'm sl- It's slowing me down, whatever that is. Personally, my first question is, what did so-and-so tell you? Or say when you asked them, I have even gone so far as to say, well, you know, Carmen, what did you and Tammy talked about when you brought this up to her? Oh, I haven't talked to Tammy at all. I will get up out of my office and I'll walk Carmen to Tammy's office and I'll say, 
hey, Tammy, Carmen needs to talk to you. And I'll turn around and walk out of Tammy's office. <laughs> I will say that is, I, I, I actually like your, they have too much time on their hands. And so you give them more work. With that said, the technique that you just used, I do it a little differently, but pretty much the same one. If someone comes into my office and is telling me about somebody else, I'll say, well, let me go get call that person and have them come in. And they'll say, no, no, no. I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And my phrase in that is, if it's important enough to talk about, it's important enough to talk to the person about. Because as soon as you bring another party into it, you create a triangle. And in a triangle, what happens is somebody is the bully, somebody is the victim, and somebody is the rescuer. And they're coming to me and they're trying to make me rescue them. But that's making them the victim and the person that they're complaining about, the bully. And that triangle is a recipe for disaster. Which, by the way, what a great model out of the coaching habit. (laughs) (laughs) The underlying challenge is what prevents leaders from doing that, from taking that action and passing the monkey? When you talk it out loud and you talk about that model and you talk about, yeah, why, why do you do that? You know, I, I think some managers think it's their job to solve it. And ultimately, I think that is a misunderstanding of a leader's job. Because when you solve everybody else's problems, they're not learning how to solve their own problems and you disable them. But there's another kind of leader that's worse than that. And that's the leader who says, I actually am the knight in shining white armor. Yes. I am. I can fix all things. And look at me and the fact that I can manage this for them. I have been that leader. You know, I own that. I think we all have Carmen at some point. I Carmen, think how come? Have- like what was going through your head at that time? Because as a leader, I think that I add value by solving problems for people. If you bring me a problem, it must be mine to solve. Wow. Tell me why that's effed up. (laughs) But we only have five minutes. (laughs) Because we said so. Next. All right. Well, so Carmen, so think about this. I know Carmen has children. May I talk about that? Okay. So Carmen has kids, right? So Carmen... I just want you to imagine for just a minute, you're two, and they came to you and said, mom solved this and you solved it. Mom solved this and you solved that. Would you, if if you did that for your children, how long do you think your children would live with you? Oh, forever. And do you want that? No. <laughs> I mean, I love them. I mean, some parents do. They want their kids to stay with them forever, right? But if you want your children to go out and be fully functioning, independent human beings who add value to the entire world through their gifts, ultimately, they have to think and solve problems and handle things on their own. And as leaders, for whatever reason, we think, yeah, my job is to solve it. No, your job is to help them learn to solve it. Right. In my defense, (laughs) last weekend when my son called me with a flat tire 
from 45 minutes away. I told him to watch a YouTube video and to call me if he needed me to explain anything to him as he changed it. And then I hung up the phone and I turned to my husband. I said, I just want you to know how hard it is for me not to be driving to that city right now to go change that tire. But I didn't. I've learned something from you, Timmy and Scott. It's awesome. I can remember the time when our oldest called and said, hey, I have a flat tire. And in my mind, you know, I'm like, well, then why change it? And I realized, oh, I'd never taught him how to do that. And so he wasn't far from the house. I drove and I'm like, hey, here's how you change a tire. And we walked through it and I had him do it while I talked him through it. So I think there's this element of have you prepared that person and are they, you know, competent and capable at solving that? Or do you need to coach them? and talk through it. I think that is very appropriate. The challenge is if you give them the answer and give them the answer, they will become a goldfish. They will sit and wait to be fed. I think I love that story and that under that understanding that, yes, there is a, you know, I'm not always going to throw you into the deep end of the pool and make you sink or swim. And Carmen, one of the things though that you did in this space is you told them where the resource was, right? And that's the really one of the cool things now is how many things that we can actually learn by actually going out to Google and looking at that spot and kind of getting the answers that we need. And Scott is really good at this, even with our staff, right? He's like, guys, I know you have a question and go ahead and you can send it to me. But before you send me the question, I just want you to go and think about where could I find the answer for that? Try that before you hit the send button (laughs) on your question. Which is why all my emails to Scott say, I looked for this here, here, and here. And now I'm asking you. Right. Which means you did your work. Okay. And that's actually one of the things in this spot is asking staff to do their work. And then when you get to the place where you're stuck and it's t- you're spinning your wheels and you're not getting anywhere, then go ahead and ask for the help. And so, you know, if it comes back to if we t- turn this and take it back to where does this start? Scott's thing was don't take on the monkey that someone's handing you as a leader when they come to you and they want you to do something with this information that they've given you really hand it back to them and let them handle it. And if it continues, then go to Scott's second methodology. sounds like they need some more work. And that wraps up this week's episode of the leadership line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box and be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.